Welcome to Puro Pinche Sports. I am your host, Jose, alongside with producer Meme. And today we have a guest. That's Art, my boy. What's up, Art? What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, just crazy. Just crazy news. Uh, sports week. The bubble. Um, prayers and thoughts on Khabib's dad passing away early this week due to COVID complications. But how you been, man? How you how you doing? I mean, I, I've i been well, man. It's been a crazy few months, I guess. I mean, everyone's stuck at home, working from home, working school. Everything's at home, man. It's, it's kind of crazy, even sports. To let the fans know, guys, Art's been a good friend of ours, but I make fun of him a lot because of the team he cheers for. Um, you've kind of seen it, or it leads to with our producer, Meme. Uh, but all right, go ahead and let them know. Let the fans know, like, who are you cheering for? Who, who's your teams? Oh man, I'm a Chiefs fan, man, all the way. Oh, you, oh, you a bandwagon? <laughs> you a bandwagon too? Oh nah, man, the Bears, the Bears all the way, man. Oh, Bears all the way. Stop Bears. Stop Bears. Chicago Bears, huh? Heck yeah, man. What? Why do you cheer for the Chicago Bears? I do. I'm interested in that. Why? why I was born in Chicago, so like those are my those are my teams. Oh, uh, not because of the players or anything. That's just. Chicano blood, man. So, that's that's all the way. That's so what it is. Bears, uh, Bulls, heck yeah. Cubs or White Sox? <sighs> you have to go with the Cubs, man. Okay, okay. White Sox, I mean, they're good. They're a little bit overrated, but the Cubs, man, the, what they were able to do, they broke that curse, man. Broke the curse. Hopefully, the Bears can break the curse, too. It's It's been crazy, too, so I hopefully. Mean, what's the last championship we got? 85, 86? Probably. All right, that was eight, hey, but they beat the Pats for that one, to be fair. And, you know, I am a Pets fan, so... I will uh, acknowledge that one. It was before we were born, but, you know. Hey, at least the Packers haven't gone through either, so uh, it's yeah. all right. So you're feeling good. Uh, but anyways, so let's talk about the first topic. What are your thoughts on Cam Newton signing with the New England Patriots? I think that was a, a shocking new to everyone, though. It's I honestly did not think he was going to get signed. I actually thought that it would be more likely for Kaepernick to be signed before him, but... I think the Patriots took a really, really great gamble with it. I mean, he wasn't going to get paid what he wanted to get paid, but for him to start a legacy, like to show what he's able to do, that's, I think that's great. So that's to a good move fair, by the Patriots. So everyone understands, like, why do you think Capital's going to get picked up first? Just because of everything that's going on, I mean, it's one of those things that kind of trending topics. You want to be with the people instead of away from what everyone else is talking about. You don't want to be opposed to it. So you believe there's probably a chain reaction, everything going on, that Capital's going to get picked up by somebody. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, to be fair, Cam did get picked up for a very low minimum, about $1.05 million, 6.5, you know, in incentives, and only 550 k you know, is guaranteed. So a lot of people are saying, like Richard Sherman, that he got lowballed. Do you agree that he got lowballed, or do you think that he actually could have gotten more money had he maybe sat out? I think he should have gotten more money. I think he could have gotten more money. If I, at the end of the day, it's more of the idea that he was not gonna play, and still with this whole Corona, the Rona going on. I mean, a lot of the players think they're not gonna play, but hey, NFL's gonna make a a lot of money, and they have to, so it's gonna have to work out. I think it was more of a of an antsy decision to happen. Of uh, oh, I guess <laughs> oh, I'm not coming back again. Technical so difficulties. Just broke, broke right. the mic, as you can see. Passes over here. You just good. You good. You don't have to worry about that on this one. Now it's just too late, and we can't go back. I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. Uh, but no, 
I think it was an antsy decision at the end of the day, just because he didn't know that whether or not he was going to get uh, signed. But it's great. Uh, it's a good thing that he got signed. I'm, I'm happy for him, though, okay. to be honest. Yeah. And look, as a Pats fan, I wasn't fully on taking Cam with us. I mean, just because of his health. His health is a major risk. This is a man who suffered multiple concussions because he is a mobile quarterback. He's taking a lot of hits. As I mentioned before, watching him getting thrashed around by the Broncos, officials not calling calls on him. I mean, you were looking at the last year and a half. He didn't even really play at all last season. Plus, he was out with, uh, you know, not really out, but he played terribly once he got a shoulder injury due to TJ Watt. So, I wasn't a you know a big fan of the idea of getting Cam. I was also as a Pats fan saying, hey, let's if Jared Stidham is good, cool. If he sucks, well then I'm getting um, more since more or less you know Trevor Lawrence probably in you know the next year's draft. But nonetheless, so now that you're saying you know it's a good move for the Patriots, do you feel other teams squandered it? Do you feel like your Bears could have taken the opportunity to get Cam? Man, so looking at a lot of the social media and how they were supposed to react and everything, there were a lot of uh, talks from Bears fans that I would see and just people saying that that would have been a great move for them to pick up uh, Cam. I think they sat down on the option of it. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky, hey, awesome quarterback whenever he's on that play action, kind of running, you know, like loose feet and everything, but... What the Bears did last this past so season. So once every 10 games, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, you can't really say <laughs> much. But if you were to ask me if Camden or Nick Foles, I would have picked Cam. Here, here's the major thing. And now I even asked producer amendment about this. You know, your team traded for Nick Foles so you can have a someone to challenge Mr. Bisky. But you also picked up, you know, Nick Foles, you know, Contract, which is a lot of money, more than Cam is making. I'm going to ask you, Producer Meme, do you think Nick Foles was the smart option at the time, or they should, should they have waited? For me personally, I think that they should have waited, especially since like how, like you, like you mentioned, they picked up his contract as well. That is a lot of money, which is... I don't even have the stats pulled up for it. <laughs> You're our <laughs> but, producer. <laughs> but it is, in fact, a lot of – it's still a lot of money. And it's like, come on, man. You could have just waited out. But then also, as Art was saying, Cam would have been actually a really great choice. Now, me me and Art have had this discussion before. And I'm really against the – I'm not against the idea. I've, I've thought about that the Bears don't really want – and this might be controversial – a black quarterback at the helm. And the reason I say this is because they did have the number two pick in the 2017 draft. They could have picked up Deshaun Watson, who's coming off the college football championship. They could have picked up Patrick Mahomes. But then again, Patrick Mahomes was not really in a lot of people's eyes. Only a certain few. Our, our My co-host, Marco, he was the only guy I even heard about talking about Patrick Mahomes prior to the draft. So do you feel the same that I do, Art, as far as... They don't want a black quarterback at the helm. They, they'll get great black players, African-Americans, you know, like Cleo Mack and all that stuff in the defense or wide receiver, but they won't put them at the helm as the face of the franchise. I mean, yes, I, I do agree with you on that, that it, it does seem that a lot of the NFL teams are, are doing that, having their franchise quarterback to be... Um, Primarily white? Yeah, it's one of those things that, and I think we've seen it a lot when any sport, 
But yet again, I mean, if you ask me, would I have traded up for Mitch Trubisky? Hey, I think he was a great prospect, but I think they should have waited. However, isn't uh, Josh Allen from the Bills also in that same category? Was the same class? Uh, Josh Allen, I believe, was the following year. In 2018. Yeah, he was a 2018 guy. So, I mean, they didn't pick him up at the beginning either. So, they waited well, so, on it. So, so here's here's my, I guess, my beef on it. Just in, just in general, Deshaun Watson was just available. And he didn't go oh, until, yeah. like, 12 to the Texans. And you imagine you have Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes at the helm throwing to your guys, to your players, you'll definitely, you definitely have more fantasy points than you had last year. <laughs> hey, I picked him up in fantasy, man. First time I played fantasy, picked up Mitchell Trubisky after what he did the first year. I was like, hey, this is going to be a good one. And he did the same thing that Baker Mayfield did, man. They they both booted me down on, on fantasy. I mean, apart from that dumb so, learned So experience. to be fair, guys, I did invite Art to my fantasy football league last year. He was first time. He had never done it before. I, I helped him throughout the weeks. He did draft Aaron Jones second as his overall, his second pick. What he does after week one, because he's such a Bears fan, he traded for Tariq Cohen. Hey, it was awesome. Oh, <laughs> if you had Tariq Cohen of the previous year, it would have been awesome. But you picked up Tariq Cohen of that year, and he was terrible. So... Hey, you, you, those are a couple of learning things, learning curves. After week say. one, and I told you, do it. Hey, I did beat it. you. I was the only one who beat you the first time. I did hand you your first loss. So Okay, whatever, bro. What, I, <laughs> I still ended second overall. Not bad, but other, I mean, otherwise, you didn't even make the playoffs. You could have if you kept Aaron Jones. I mean, to be fair, I got my money back. Did you? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> but I did have one win against you, though. <laughs> I do have. I beat you in the rematch. What the? (laughs) Who cares? I beat you. (laughs) No, but going back to the topic, man. Like, hey, Nick Foles' contract is twenty-four million remaining on his contract. So, eight million per season for the next three years. It's, it's a lot, and it's a lot more than what Cam is making for this one year. No, and I really hope that he does something. Hey, if he does what he did with Philly and brings us a championship, hey. I just want him to win a a, a division can, can game. I, look, can if I he be, gets us there, like can, hey, can I be I'm fair? Nick Foles is only good when he plays in Philly. He had his shot in St. Louis, and then that failed. So then he tried to end in Philly, and boy, he beat the Patriots. He made a miracle happen. Don't get me wrong, like great move. Like I mean, your Bears almost beat Nick Foles the following year, and if it wasn't for a blocked and then double doink at the end of the game, we're known for our kickers. Oh man, maybe if Mr. Biscay had showed up that game, you probably wouldn't have you know been worried so much. No, but I, I do hope he pushes Trubisky though. I mean, you, we saw that last season with the Jacks. Also, I mean, Minshew came in and he felt the he kept, he presence of Foles, and he outplayed Foles. So hey, I hope that he. That Trubisky outplays him, and if not, that was a dumb decision. Well, best wishes for Cam as far as his run with the Patriots. It's he's a different uh, type of player that Bill Belichick has had at the helm. He's had you know Tom Brady to go for the last twenty years, so it's definitely it's an upgrade from Jared Stidham, but he has some big shoes to fill uh, to try to make up for Tom Brady's absence. All right, all right, let's move on to the next topic, man. We got the NBA coming back in a few weeks. We have, you know, scrimmage matches, 
you know, starting it off, pretty much each team gets about three games. And then they're going to be playing eight games for their final regular season games. Are these players, not the ones that have tested positive and are not going to go or have decided to stay home and be with their families rather than taking the risk, for these players that are going to go and commit to this final eight games for a playoff push, do you think these players are going to be comfortable being stuck in a bubble, being probably away from their family for up to three months? <sighs> I mean, it's one of those things that kind of comes back to bite you in the butt, man. It's, yes, I understand we're supposed to be home and hey, people go crazy at home right now. So you're putting a full team of NBA players into a small bubble. That it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. See how that ends. I don't know if it's gonna be a mental breakdown on a lot of the players, but to be away from your family and then being locked up and not being able to see them as much because that's one of the guidelines. You can't have contact with other people, so you can keep playing. So I don't know if that's gonna be a good mentally condition for some of those players. Though I'm gonna paraphrase a lot what uh, certain players have said, like for example. Uh, the Spurs, DeMar DeRozan said that he read about 10 lines of the freaking handbook of the, what the bubble's going to be, the rules, and he just put it down and he just couldn't take the nonsense anymore. It was just, he looked at it and it was just pure stupidity at what he was looking at. Like the fact that you can't play, uh, go and play ping pong after an NBA game, but you already got tested for COVID and all this stuff. And you've been playing down, you know, up and down the court for the, what, 48 regulation minutes? So, I mean, and then you can't even do that. And even Dame said it best, Damian Lillard, you're asking millionaires to stay in their rooms and behave the whole time. These guys who have so much money, who can go out, be free, and do whatever they want, you're asking them to stay in their rooms or play ping pong or do whatever they have in the bubble availability do you, I mean, honestly, do you think these players are going to follow all these rules? And they, the NBA's already said there's going to be fines and stuff like that if they break them. But I mean, is that really going to stop players who most of the time have freedom anyways? I honestly don't think that's, I, I think it would work maybe, how long does, how long is the season, or how long are they supposed to be, like two so, weeks, three weeks? No, so like, for example, like players are going to start going in the next few weeks over to Orlando to be in the bubble. Sergi Baca already has his COVID ring to pretty much tell him if he's going to, you know, get in contact or any, any of the sorts. And then two weeks, I'm assuming three weeks for the regular season games, the eight, the eight games that each team has to play starts with the Lakers and Clippers on opening night. That's going to be awesome. After that, you know, the teams that don't make it, you know, the top eight seeds, they'll be, eliminated and they'll probably be sent home or they'll be stuck in the bubble or whatever for two weeks. And then after that, if you advance in the playoffs, like you could go up to three months. The season will not end until October. That's that I could be, you know, as I predicted, maybe a Clippers Celtics battle. Other people predicted Lakers Bucks. So you're asking certain teams for to really mentally challenge themselves and go up to three months without being with their families to be stuck in a bubble. And Dane makes a good point. These players are not going to want to do that. But at the same time, too, the, the players that want it, the ones that want the championship, they're the ones, I guess, that will stick around and actually, you know, follow well, I mean, rules. They're supposed to start, what, July 31st? 30th, 30th. 31st, and then play the NBA games all the way till October 13th, which is the, the three final. Months. Like, that's three months of you not possible being able to see your family. And then FaceTime, baby. It's it's one of those things that gets crazy, man. It's 
And just like you said, like you come out of the game and, and then what you do, shoot more hoops, play NBA 2K. It's, I have a feeling it's not going to last that long. There's going to be a lot of fines going on. I can assure that. And they're probably okay with it. But at the same time, too, we have to understand. I, I, would, I would ask the NBA players to think of this. And I know it's not the same thing. They're not sacrificing the same thing that what I'm about to mention. Men and women, soldiers who go out to sacrifice their lives are gone from their families for months. Hell, just for training, they're out gone for months. And then, you know, then they're assigned somewhere for maybe, you know, four years or whatever. We're, then in this case, we're just asking NBA players. Three months at most if you really want the championship. Do you think that's that's too much to ask? Or, I mean, we are living in a pandemic world right now. This is the pandemic era. So, I mean, can can we can they survive? Can they tough it out? Do you think they can overall or no? I think once you get your mind your mindset on it, I, I think it will be possible for them to to do it. Yet again, I mean, I was talking with my fiance the other day. I was like, I'm kind of disappointed that they opened the bars first instead of letting people go back and hoop at the park. I'd rather go and play basketball and because it's fun. I mean, it's it's stress relieving. So yeah, in that in that point of view where they're going to be stress relieved and they're going to be doing or playing the sport that they love hey it might push them through but i do believe some of them are it's gonna have a mental uh take yeah mental toll take on on them on some of the players yeah and man i can't wait for the the nba just to start it's gonna be fun and look at the same time we just have to realize we're in a pandemic world right now it's sports are gonna go on without fans with fans in some capacity where soccer has no fans. I was I was at my in-laws yesterday and we were watching a soccer game and there were fans in the crowd, but through Zoom calls. I'm like, whoa, what? That's creative. But at the same time, it's not the same. You know, the, it's not the pump of the crowd. You don't have that home field advantage or you don't have those boos raining down on you. It's just dead silent. You know, MMA right now, no fight, all these fights, but no crowds, no fans, maybe family members. We had someone's girlfriend corner a fighter last week as a sole corner woman. So, Mike Perry, good win right there, bro. It's just crazy how we're going to go. But, I mean, I think even without fans and stuff like this, like we were talking about the other day, I think the NFL will go on, and even if it's without fans. You think so? I think the NFL will go on. You don't think they're going to cancel it mid- mid-season, mid-playoffs and all that? Or do you think they're just going to postpone it? Look, man, if the NBA is going to be able to test all these players – you know, and the M- and then MMA UFC is making it work. I just don't see why we can't get the NFL done too. It's not asking like for so much. And there's even talks about get, having fans signed a waiver. Like if you purchase a ticket and you go to the games, you sign a waiver and saying, yeah, I'm willing to risk my life to go watch this game. So I, I think that's, I mean, it's great, you know, like the waiver and everything. But if the whole idea is to keep the players safe so they can keep doing what they love doing, as a fan, I, I I would not put myself in that position to put those players at risk. Because, I mean, they're... Well, I would say the fans probably wouldn't even be close to the players. Like, the closest they'd get is maybe the last row of, you know, the bottom <laughs> bottom section. And the very top, like, so far away. They, they could hear you. They could probably see you. But they don't have to smell you. So, I think that's as close as probably they'll let fans go. Like, up to the, you know, very front where they get to touch their helmets or anything like that. I doubt that's going to happen. Man, 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 can you imagine Lambo leap without fans? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, dog, he'll go stir crazy for sure. <laughs> I get him. I get imagine Aaron Jones jumping up for a Lambo leap and then falling backwards into the seat and no one can catch him. <laughs> hey, they're probably gonna find him too, just like they find a CQ for jumping into the pot of money during Christmas, uh, just for jumping into empty seats, man. Uh, he's got enough problems to work with in his life. You know, he's gonna get fined for a lot of things. So good luck hey, to I'm just, there. I'm looking forward for another J.R. Smith me- uh, meme. I mean, last finals, whenever he he, he oh, thought they had the lead. Hey, 2018, baby. It's LeBron and J.R. Smith all over again. I'm pretty sure with all of this, there's going to be a meme coming out. And I, I, I can't wait for it. All right, man. Number 21, L.A. Lakers shooting guard, J.R. Smith. He's probably not going to get that many minutes, honestly. They, they also signed Deion Waiters, and he'll probably get more time. He's been more active in the NBA court than J.R. All right. Next week. Is UFC 251. The champion, Kamar Usman, was supposed to face Gilbert Burns. Unfortunately, on the pre-test before the flight, Burns and his cornerman tested positive for COVID-19. So that fa- that fight was scrapped. We still have two other title fights and two other awesome fights on the main card. But now we have the baddest motherfucker title holder, Jorge Masvidal, stepping in at the last second to challenge Kamara Usman. Now, it's not confirmed at this time. We are recording on July 5th. We're waiting on pending COVID-19 test results for both Usman and Masvidal. But if it does happen, if by the time this airs for everyone here and it does happen, what do you think of that fight, Art? So last time I saw the fight between Nate Diaz and Masvidal, that was a great fight, and I was upset that they stopped it early. I think they, I think Diaz had another round in him. I mean, he did. I do wish they had a, a rematch. I believe they they are required to give him another shot at that. Well, they're not required. To be fair. No, 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 I'm telling you, re- well, Modine's to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. be fairs that seems like you're doing all this work to distract yourself from feelings you don't want to be dealing with quite do it because they <laughs> need to let that man fight but ass, this coming out fight when i saw the news i was like this is gonna be the whole card is full up with great fights overall but this one if he makes the weight he's got a week to make 170 he's got a week less than a week how much does he wait now I mean, he probably normally walks around about 193. That's you're asking about 23 pounds, you know, for a week. And my, mind you, if he passes, he and Usman, and they leave tomorrow on a Monday, how's he supposed to lose weight during that flight? <laughs> I got the answer for you. It's called Taco Bell. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Oh, well, that, that shit will give you the runs real quick and you'll drop pounds right away. That won't give you the corona. That'll give you the runner. Oh, no, but so it's going to be a great fight. I mean, I honestly would want to watch it again. Like, that's something that I would want to watch over as long as I don't stop it early. Or it's, hey, if he gets that crazy, what was it? Uh, 30 second almost knockout with that knee, flying knee. Oh, no. Six seconds. Oh, six seconds. My bad, running in and dropping Ben Askren. If he does that for something like this, 
Well, I I mean, he tried to like play it off when the Diaz fight started. He was like, ah, almost got you with the running knee. Gotcha, just playing around. But I think Usman will be anticipating it. I mean, Masvidal says he's been training for the fight, even regardless, like in case something like this had happened. So, hey, maybe he'll make the weight. Maybe he can make stuff happen. There's a rivalry that's been brewing since Masvidal won the fight. And then Usman beat Colby Covington uh, the following month. So this is a this is a fight that's been brewing. They had an altercation, I believe, prior to the Super Bowl earlier this year. And so now we're just waiting to see if this fight happens. Do you think Street Jesus has a legitimate chance of dethroning the champion? I think that would be a, a possible upset. Right, possible upset. But do you think that actually happen? You know what? It, I think it will. Really? I think it will. I think, I mean, he did say he didn't want to fight anything unless he got paid. Right, and he's, gonna, he's getting paid. Right, so I, I know for a fact he's gonna pull something out of this. Look, man, Dana White, whatever you need to do, call the Abu Dhabi Prince. I don't know which one. Call him up. Be like, hey, man, we need five more million dollars for Masvidal. I'm, I guarantee that Prince will be like, bro, chump change. Go ahead, take I that. Mean, they did build an island for him. I mean, so Yas Island, guys. Yas Island is the fight island for the next four UFC fight cards. I don't think Masvidal will win, actually. I think I'm going to lean on the champion side there. I'm going to give it Usman because he's been training for it, and he's he's a bad motherfucker himself. But we shall see. All right, guys, that's all the time we have for tonight. All right, thanks for coming, being my guest for this episode today. Ah, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. And I, I hope I was more fun than Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Not to throw shade on him. That's that's another brother of mine, look, too. Look, look. But, uh, I, I love Jesse the Darkness, but he is very limited in his sports, folk, you know, Wikipedia, whatever you got to look through, man. I mean, we were talking about it last time that I feel like you invite someone new to fantasy all the time just because of something funny that they're about to do. And what he did and what I did so, has to be a top. So, guys, there's there's been times where I invited people to fantasy. The first year I did it was for my friend, Ben. He's actually producer members, homeboy, best friend, all that. He drafted four quarterbacks in, and on day one. He drafted four of them. Four. You don't do that. You draft two at max. He drafted four. Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, two other scrubs. And he was like, yeah, because I think they'll do good. I'm like, you can't play them all, but I think they'll do good. Then I invite Jesse the following year, and he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to pick up this guy. I think it was uh, Darius guys from the uh, Washington Redskins who will soon not be Washington Redskins no more. He was like, yeah, I'm going to draft him. I'm like, he's got a torn ACL. I don't think that's a good idea. He's like, well, I'm out. I'm not doing fantasy no more. <laughs> and then comes the the king to the throne, Jesse, and trades good old Art. Aaron Jones and decides that having a bunch of bear players in his team is going to win Who would you have? Cohen, Robinson? You were trying to like... Stacked Robinson up was a good pick. He did do well, and he did whenever gave me a lot of Trubisky points. Showed whenever, up. Yeah, whenever he showed up, man. Yeah. All right. Well, Art, if you want any, uh, I guess from trying to pick up any followers or anything, do you want to give any them your uh, your ads or your plugs? So if you guys want to follow me, it's at beachbum <laughs> underscore AI. Yep. You will find out that I used to have an afro. Oh. But oh. Oh. Hey. You have to keep it classy. All right. All right. Producer Meme, where can we find you at, brother? <clears throat> you can find me on uh, Instagram. 
You know, usual producer memory underscore not meme. And that's it, buddies. What about you, Jose? All right, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Jose Luis underscore 1990. Follow Puro Pinche Sports at Puro Pinche Sports Podcast on Instagram. On Twitter, follow us at PPS underscore podcast. All right, guys. Have a good night. We'll see you later. Peace. Puro Pinche Sports, we're out. <laughs>